Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football. Get right to it. You ready? Everybody ready to get right to it? Good. Woo! Let's Let's get right to it then. Okay. Why don't we, uh, is anybody, is anybody paying attention? I've just completely lost contact. Oh, oh, I forgot we have a guest waiting. Let's go to him right now, Mike Griffith joining us. I, I just wanted to make sure we got this shot perfectly. I was waiting for Griff to put the hot dog down. Uh, Griff, you're in a baseball stadium today. This is the opening of the baseball season. We'll talk more about that. But uh, we want to talk to you about uh, something that you wrote the other day, and that involves Kalen DeBoer, the new Alabama head mm-hmm. football coach. Uh, what are your thoughts after 32 days on the job? Well, Paul, we knew that this was going to be an impossible job for anybody to fill the shoes of Nick Saban. And, and certainly when you bring someone in from the outside that doesn't know a lot about the SEC or the Southeastern Conference, the challenges, I think, go up. Obviously, Greg Byrne, the Alabama athletic director, felt good enough about Coach DeBoer or where he was at in the coaching search after maybe some other names had come up that, that didn't take the job. I don't know if they were offered. They certainly got big raises. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, over $10 million now. Uh, you know, we saw the Florida State coach on the heels of losing 63-3. to three. Uh, He gets a – Mike Norvell gets a raise over $10 million. Uh, you know, Dan Lanning, very comfortable in Oregon. And, and, and Coach DeBoer, but you felt good about that because, after all, Ryan Grubb was a guy that Nick Saban had interviewed, his offensive coordinator. Well, now suddenly uh, Grubb's not there. Grubb's gone to the Seattle – Seahawks, and he's also taken the offensive line coach with him. And, you know, one of the things about the Washington team, they'd won the Joe Moore Award for having the best offensive line. So now you don't have your offensive line coach that you thought that maybe Coach DeBoer was going to bring. You don't have the play caller that Coach DeBoer has had to decide for 12 years. Uh, you did pick up a couple of guys that uh, off of Butch Jones' staff. You know, Butch Jones is the guy that uh, hired Robert Gillespie and, and Nick Sheridan, a couple guys that got promoted. So, uh, a couple guys from the Butch Jones era at Tennessee now with some Indiana coaches and, and Coach DeBoer. And, and, and here you are with uh, spring football uh, upon us. Yeah, I appreciate that word salad, Mike. But this is exactly what you said in your column. You said it's been a bumpy start for Kalen DeBoer in Tuscaloosa, to say the least. The new Alabama coach has struggled to keep key players and staff members in place, leading many to wonder. If DeBoer can get the tide rolling once again, I see how you 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 kind of skipped that when you were trying to paint a rosy picture. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, listen. Here's what I've realized. I mean, this is a very sensitive time for Alabama football fans. They knew this day was. It's like an aging relative uh, was ready to pass on or, or pass on or move on, I should say, 
uh, to ESPN. And boy, I can't wait to see Nick Saban on the set at ESPN. We kind of knew that was coming. But what I, what I meant, Paul, was that this hasn't gone as smoothly. Uh, this has not been an optimal situation. He's lost key staff members. Uh, elite players have left the program. Their best receiver went to Texas. Their best defensive player went to the Ohio State. Uh, they've had to reach and hire other assistants, typically uh, coaches like Gillespie that get held over. These are usually guys that stick around for a month or two and kind of give a coach the roadmap, and, and then they usually get rid of them. That's typically how it goes when you hold a couple over. I mean, you know, you got to look at the position that Coach DeBoer's in. It's, it's like President Biden. You know, you got to have all these advisors around you telling you what's going on. It's a it's a huge undertaking to be the Alabama football coach in the Southeastern Conference, Paul. I just I think you need to look so, at so the my, challenges. So my, hold on. So you're, you're telling me you're comparing Kalen DeBoer to an 80-year-old uh, president of the United States? I mean, what, do, what does that mean? Uh, well, I wasn't going to go. I'm not going anywhere. I don't need all these flowery declarative sentences. I just want to know what, exactly what, what is your point. Are you trying to tell us that you don't think DeBoer is going to do it? Well, I think it's been evident from the start that there was going to be some challenges, Paul. I just think we need to be sensitive to the Alabama. Mike, Mike, we don't need, uh, again, I can, I, can, I can go to the bookstore if I want to read literature. I just want to know what you really think without all this, <laughs> without all this nonsensical I BS. Think there's, I think Coach Spurrier was right. I think when Steve Spurrier said this was probably going to be a two- or three-year hire, that that that's probably what this look, it's starting to look like it could be with the fact that Coach DeBoer does, does not have his best assistance with him any longer. The fact that, you know, there's been some questions, Paul, I don't know if you saw this, the Seattle Times basically accused Alabama of, of holding out on these players so they couldn't transfer. They waited to hire the OC in Seattle, according to the Seattle Times, 30-day window so kids couldn't get out of Alabama. It makes you wonder, will that transfer portal be filled up with Alabama players, and what will that do to the Crimson Tide? Listen, Paul, you've seen this just like I have. We were there covering Alabama in the 90s when Gene Stallings went out that door, and he had built a championship program. They were 4-7 and seven one year later. Now, I'm not suggesting Bama's going to go 4-7 and seven or 4-8, or but I think there's a real possibility that they're not going to be a playoff team, and there are a lot of questions about Kalen DeBoer, and if you're not asking those questions, you're not paying attention. Well, listen, I – I was there like you were, uh, the, you know, Gene Stallings, there, were, there, were, there was a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, we're talking about a coach that was in the national championship game a couple of weeks ago. I mean, this is not some, you know, bum they, they elevated from the coaching staff to save recruiting like it was back then, if you remember. Uh, this is a guy <laughs> with impeccable credentials. Yeah, well, Bruce Arians was the offensive coordinator, by the way, and he had pretty good credentials. But uh, Michael Penix isn't coming with him. Newsflash for you, Paul. Uh, the Heisman Trophy runner-up is not on the Alabama football team, and we don't know how Jalen Milrow is going to translate into Coach DeBoer's offense. And here's something that Jamie Chadwell told me. Jamie Chadwell, of course, you, you probably already know, he's our Steve Spurrier Award winner. We're going to honor him next Monday in Gainesville. But something Jamie Chadwell told me was it's harder to take over a winning program than a losing program. And the reason why is because anytime you try to tell a kid how to do something, you hear, well, that's not the way Coach Saban did it. That's not the way it's always been done before. So there's going to be some challenges. I mean, these players signed on to the Crimson Tide, and Alabama fans will tell you Nick Saban's the greatest coach ever. They signed on to play with him. They didn't sign on to play with this coach that nobody had heard of before the last year or two at 
three and three Fresno State in 2020. I mean, let's be honest. How much did we really know about Kalen DeBoer before last year? He's it's somewhat not the hire that you would have expected. I guess it just surprises me knowing that Nick Saban's departure was was going to be imminent. Now, now what Nick Saban said. This almost makes me wonder if he's going to come back and coach in a year or two. Is he said that in 2020 interview, he said that he would leave when, when he was an impediment to the university. Listen, Paul, he's not an impediment. Nick Saban can still coach. We Mike, saw Mike, Kirby Mike, Smart this Mike year. can I stop you? I mean, you quit making stuff up, okay? I mean, what Nick Saban what, what, said. What, in, making what, up? what Nick Saban said in, in a 2020 interview has absolutely nothing to do with a, a man who said he was tired, he was ready to move on, and he's also 72 <laughs> years old. I mean, I don't know why you always have to just create things out of out of midair. Like, I mean, you're, you're insinuating that Alabama. I mean, I'm, I'm going to interpret what you're saying. You, you, you've already sure. said it to a degree. You basically said Alabama has a two- to three-year coach. Am I, am I right about that? I'm yes or no? That yes, or, yes, or, yes, or, yes or no, Mike? I mean, as of February 17th, uh, yeah, that'd be my prediction is three years would be the window right now. If they put gun to my head, I'd say within three years, yeah. Sure. And, and do you think anybody else would be in a different position taking over for, for Nick sure. Saban? Absolutely. I think if they I think they could have done a better job and getting the next coach set up, this could have been orchestrated much better, in my opinion. And whose fault, would that, and whose in, fault is that? Is that Nick Saban's fault well, or is that I, Taylor I mean, DeMore's fault? I don't think it's either one of their faults. I, I well, think Nick it's Saban's the guy that, that walked into a room uh, and resigned uh, five weeks ago and it wasn't anybody else. Well, he, he had quite quit long before then doing weekly television interviews and buying a $17 million mansion and two Mercedes dealerships. If you couldn't see the writing on the wall, I mean, we're not talking about hieroglyphics here. This is a guy that was ready to go, at least for now. Again, and, and, and Paul, I'm a little surprised that you would sell By, by the way, the, the guy, the guy that was ready to go, that guy that was ready to go also beat the number one team in the country and prevented Kirby Smart, your guy, uh, from, sure from a three-peat. And that's why I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in two or three years, Paul. I mean, he's, he's certainly 75? not an impediment to Alabama. Why not? I mean, he looks fit. And if it is a fiddle to me, he's going to be on uh, the game day show each Saturday. Well, uh, well, see, uh, well I'm, I'm Mike, I mean, there, there are guys on game day who are 88, so I'm not sure what correlation that means. What, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not going to sell Nick Saban short. He may get the itch and say, you know so, what? Are, 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 Mike, are you really suggesting you think Nick Saban – after a year or two or three on game day is going to come back to Alabama. Is that what I'm hearing from you? I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it. I'm not selling Nick Saban short, Paul. I'm not going to sell. You may sit there and sell him short. I'm not selling I'm him not. short. I mean, I I, I've, never sold, I've never sold him short. Well, I'm glad because this is a guy who's got a lot of football knowledge. That's plenty capable. That's taking very good care of himself. And if after, who knows, maybe Alabama will be ready to have him back after a year. But you wonder, is that where he would want to go if he came back? I don't know. It's a whole other conversation. This conversation was about Kalen DeBoer and some of the bumpy travels that he's had so far. There was the speculation over the tampering. Listen, the Arizona coach, quarterback's dad said, that's not true. But the fact that that conversation took place was disappointing to me. Wait, what, the, Mike, the, Mike the just, just for those of us uh, who, who aren't as smart as you and your, your, whatever you're suggesting, what, what exactly are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about Arizona having an extremely uh, talented quarterback that was a freshman. You may have noticed he won the Offensive Freshman of the Year. With, we'll be honored at the Spurrier Award next Monday night. You knew this. Uh, but, but the father had said that there had been some schools that, that, you know, through the back channels. 
And, and some people put this together and, and made Alabama an allegation. And the dad said, no, it wasn't Kalen DeBoer in Alabama. You know, But the fact that we're even having a conversation, listen, Alabama's got Jalen Milrow, and they brought the quarterback with them uh, from Washington as well. I mean, th- these are the sorts of things, these are the sorts of sidebars uh, that I think could be a distraction for this program. And this is a really important time for the Tide to stay on track. And I don't mind telling you, about what's happened in Tuscaloosa with the offensive coordinator leaving and the line coach leaving and Coach DeBoer hiring the guys from Butch Jones' uh, era at Tennessee and and the five Indiana coaches. Everybody knows that. Of course there's going to be some drop-off from Nick Saban, and it's going to be a tough league next year. Mike, before you go, uh, how is uh, everyone? You, you you cover Georgia. You, let's start with Georgia. How are how are how is Georgia reacting to all this and and some of the other key players in in and really in the SEC, especially from a recruiting standpoint? Well, Paul, Georgia's got their challenges too. I mean, their run defense fell all the way to number eighteen in the country, and so good thing for them. Six of their seven defensive tackles are coming back, and a pretty talented group. You know, Carson Beck now, he's got some receivers. I think they'll be more effective driving down the field. Certainly uh, off the field, he'll be driving a little bit better in a Lamborghini these days. If that gives you an idea, Georgia doing well with their collective and taking care of their players competitively with other programs that have elite quarterbacks. But and Georgia doesn't think too much. Kirby doesn't think too much about Alabama. Georgia fans really, you know, really the October 19th game at Texas is, is the big headache. Uh, there's an F1 race that weekend. Georgia fans having tickets get having a hard time getting tickets for that game. They're looking at that as probably the game that's going to decide the SEC in Texas next year. And and, and to me, that that's what I've heard more about is the game in Austin, Griffey, Texas. Are, are you, are, do I need to remind you that that before that game in in Austin, the Dogs have a game in Tuscaloosa on September 28th? Oh, I'm I'm very well aware. Listen, I'm with you. I think that's a game that should be a focal point. But you know what you're asking me, what I'm hearing and. Okay. I'm hearing a lot about Texas and the threat to Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, that's a staff that's been in place. That's a team that beat Alabama by 10 points in Tuscaloosa last year. Uh, that's an impressive program that Steve Sarkeesian's built. And, and they're a real threat to the SEC with their, with their budget. So I, and I, to me, I think that's the big threat right now. People talk about Texas and Georgia at the top of the SEC. And then you, you get into the second tiers, the Alabamas, the Tennessees, the LSUs. Old misses in Missouri's. Mike Griffith joining us. Thank you, Mike. Always good to see you. Appreciate it. Mike Griffith joining us from at Athens, Georgia. <laughs> Matt Brown will join us next hour. Kyle Peterson in the uh, hour after that. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com/paul.
That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back. Uh, What a beginning to the program here on a Friday afternoon. It happened last night. The biggest star in college basketball, Caitlin Clark, breaking the NCAA women's hoops record. She might be the biggest star in all of college sports. Men, women, football, baseball, doesn't make any difference. Meanwhile, front office saying EA Sports announces the summer release for the college football 25. Good chance Mike Griffith will not be on the cover. (laughs) Baseball opening day today, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. LSU is the pick, according to ESPN Bet. That seems rather funny saying that, but I just did. Nicole Auerbach tweeting that uh, George Kleikoff is gone. Mutually agreed. That usually means they fired him. Last time that happened to me, we mutually agree that you leave right now. Let's mutually agree to get some reaction to uh, that first guest. Jim is up first. In in spite of our severe differences often, you and I, that's why I still listen to the show at the start of the show. You just ripped that stinking line, stupid, ignorant, Fool, Georgia hack, you just about ripped him as good as you used to rip people 10 or 15 years ago, which you haven't done recently, but you just did it. Well done, sir. I'm telling you, he's a blithering fool idiot. And, you know, what, what business was that fool in before he got in Alabama's business? He's a complete, total hack. But he proved one thing. Georgia still severely Fears Alabama football, no matter what the coach, who the coach is, because Kalen DeBoer came to Washington with only feet, face, ass, and hands, like my daddy used to say about himself when he went to work. But he had the skill to do what he did without anybody helping him except those he got. And he got what he got was, was the difference in what became a great football team. This fool, blithering hat, Griffith, uh, he's, he's equal, I guarantee you, he is equal to the biggest fool liar on earth today, and he equals him, and that is Adam stupid-ass shift from California. That's how dumb hey, that's Jim, uh, let me SMB. ask you a question, because I, I, my memory isn't as good as it used to be, but isn't Griff the same guy who said Kirby had taken over college football from Nick Saban, and, and then Nick Saban goes in there and beats Kirby Smart again well, exactly, in December? That's exactly who it is. That's exactly who it is. He, he's just a false, phony, fake artist. 
doesn't know a damn thing about football. I don't care what he is. He's a stupid, fake liar. And all he wants to do is try to beat, beat Alabama down with, with talk. Well, talk is cheap, Mike Griffith. You got to do it on the field. You hadn't done it on the field, and you're not going to do it again, I don't believe. I know, I know from, the, from what I've read and seen of Kalen DeBoer, he's a classy guy. He's, he's a smart, skilled guy. He was a great athlete, and he's, got, he's been a great coach. And none of your words is going to deflect from what he can do without whoever he loses. And if he has to pay for it, like everybody else is having to pay a fortune for these people, he'll get the money because Alabama can get just as much money as Texas or, or, or Georgia or, and in spite of your stinking idiotic words, that can happen and will happen, I guarantee you. So, uh, you, you, I don't know, I, I, get, I can see why Paul has you on because you are so sensational. The foolish crap you say, it makes, it makes some headlines, but, but fools only believe it. Only fools and you're a damn heathen fool is what you are. Jim, uh, I, you're right. We have, we've had our differences, but one thing I can count on is you setting the record straight, which you have just done. Thank you very much. And you knew I could do it. You know I'll do it again. I, I, I can't help it, Paul. It's in me to, it's in me to address those issues. Well, Especially when a fool like that gets on my air and tries to discredit a, a fine organization. And you know... Anyway, thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the idea that, <laughs> that Griff would just blow past September 28th when Kirby Smart try, tries to get a second win against Alabama. I mean, he's, what, one in five against Alabama? And uh, the last one only cost him something that nobody has ever done in the modern era, and that's a three-peat. So, uh, but but and I'm I'm just trying to think about all the things Griff said because as as the host I'm I'm trying to remain calm. Yes. But he actually said because sometimes you have to interpret Griff because he's just so you know he he, he yeah he he, he speaks uh, you know out of out of all nine sides of his mouth, and, but he's tried to suggest that that Saban is going to come back to Alabama at 75 and, and take over, um, as if there wasn't a reason he left at the age of 72. Logan is up next. Mind God, Paul, you need to write this down. February 16, 2024 is the first time I've ever agreed with Jim from Tuscaloosa. I mean, you absolutely destroyed that guy i i haven't seen anything that crazy since yesterday when uh fanny willis destroyed trump's attorney but i mean i almost felt sorry for him but then you have to listen to what the guy's saying and it's just like what the hell is he talking about nick saban's going to come back in three years and take over the program i mean what is that about i i, I don't get it but you definitely destroyed that guy well, but, but I, I want to make it clear, man. Logan, my job is to interview him, not debate him. And, and I, I apologize for even showing my emotion, but I, I, I was really uh, befuddled. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, you can't let that kind of stuff stand. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I know, I know before he said what he said, he, he's just he really I mean, I'm the fool because he was just setting us up, wasn't he? Yeah. He was just feeding. No, he, he was feeding the calf for slaughter. Yeah. 
Well, he likes to. I don't. I don't know why he comes on your show. I mean, I've seen you. You eviscerate him before. But is anybody? Uh, listen, with all was, due respect to my friend Steve Spurrier, uh, is he still running college football? I mean, Griff, Griff must have quoted Spurrier five or six times. Yeah. As if he is still the controlling moral authority of college football. A guy that's been out of coaching for like what fifteen I mean, years uh, now. Sta- and- hey, hey, Coach Spurrier, why don't you go save the program in your own town right now? Yeah, exactly. If he's got plenty of stuff to deal with at Florida, he doesn't worry. Need to worry about Alabama, and neither does Griff. He don't need to worry about all our transfers and, and all that kind of stuff. He needs to worry about Georgia because the last time I checked, we beat them. Yeah, and he didn't mention that. I mean, who would, strangely enough, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a fan here, but I'm going to. Who was who was the SEC champion last year? Exactly, Alabama. Well, who right? So, like, what did he who just, played he in the who was in the playoffs forgot. and who was in the consolation game against Flo, loser Florida State? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, who went to overtime wow. in the Rose Bowl? Exactly, Paul. And wasn't for that, that moron guy, Tommy Reese, uh, Alabama would have won the game. Okay, I said it. I think so too. Yeah. No, I have to agree. That was the biggest, the dumbest call I've seen since. Uh, well, I won't go into that because. But anyway, Logan, thank you very much. We're up against. We have only been on thirty minutes. Seems like we've been here a year, uh, but we have plenty of time. We're not going anywhere today. Uh, we'll be here all day, and uh, we'll take your phone calls right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome back. Uh, More phone calls coming in as uh, we've had a busy, busy first 30 minutes. Bubba is up next. What's shaking, Paul? Randy! Bubba. Hey, first off and foremost, Jim, that was an excellent call. It Jim was. is a freaking, he's a verbal assassin, Paul, and when it's channeled in the right direction, it's very enjoyable to listen to. Uh, Mike Griffith, he, he throws out so much verbal fluff before he ever makes a point, it's painful to listen to. It really is. And I'm glad, I'm glad you keep the heat on him when he, he's talking to you, but 
it's almost ridiculous trying to, to listen to him. Well, Bubba, <laughs> they teach you, uh, especially places like where I am, to always come out with your best thing first. Mike, Mike's like going to a, uh, remember, remember when you were a kid, your parents on Sunday after church would take you to the cafeteria? I mean, Mike has just got to go all, down the entire line uh, before he gets to his point, and you're, you're exhausted by the time he finally says something. Oh, absolutely. He sounds just like a used car salesman well, when he's talking about I think you're insulting the, the good people who sell used cars. Well, I, prob I probably <laughs> am. The only tidbit that I caught from him, though, did he say that Kalen DeBoer hired some of Butch Jones' assistants? I, 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 see, Mike forgets but we don't, that he was on this program a year before Butch got run, pleading with Tennessee officials to give Butch an extension. Yeah. I, 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 all I can say is I'm going to have some fresh cigars ready when Alabama comes to Knoxville this year, because if that's the case, I mean, honestly, I let me ask you this, Paul, and this is just my opinion. But how critical is it for Kalen DeBoer to have a successful first season with his team? Critical. I think so, too, because if, if, if they don't have a winning record and at least make the playoffs, I'm not saying they got to win the national championship, but if they don't have a fairly good record and make the 12-team playoff, the wheels will come off the bus because they're going, not no longer will they be able to attract the kind of talent they're used to having. The talent that they do have is going to start looking at bailing off of the Saban. Well, I, th ship. I think we saw the first indicator of the the Saban effect the day that saying Caleb Downs and countless others departed. I mean, that that was a bad sign. Um, he, it, but again, oh, absolutely. It, but, but that was more about Nick Saban waiting as long as he did to. Uh, I mean, nobody wants to criticize Saban, but Saban didn't set the next coach up very well. No, and honestly, Nick Saban sat in those guys' parents' living room. Caleb DeBoer right. did not. They came to play. By for the way, Nick. he sat in their living room not that long before he left. Exactly, and I'm telling you, the only hope that Caleb DeBoer has is to coach his way through this. If he can pull it off, go nine and three, ten and two, make a playoff, put a solid season together. Oh, he'll, he he, he will he will survive. But if Yes, but it, if he, it is, if he it does, is really important anything, for him to get off to a good start. I, I agree with yes, you on that. Any, anything, anything less than that, and you're going to see a lot of bad stuff start. I mean, you're going to see people jumping ship. Five stars will be looking elsewhere. And, you know, the NIL, the transfer portal, is not going to be his friend if he's not successful no, you're this right. year. You're right. Hey, thank you very much, Butch. JT is up next. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? We're doing great. Thank you. Hey, listen, I, I got a statement before I got a question for you. Been with you since you were on whatever AM station that was in Birmingham. Oh, thank many you. Many years ago. And that may have been one of the best calls I've ever heard. Uh, I, I know all the old epic callers. And who was the old guy from Real Town? You saw uh, Charles. Charles. Yeah, well, Mike Griffin just got a country boy butt whooping. <laughs> 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 I mean. Paul, it was brutal. I kept thinking, man, throw the gloves down and run. <laughs> you're, you're getting the fire beat out of you. Um, but but and here's here's so here's my question. So, so has Mike Griffin been hired as Georgia's recruiting coordinator? Uh, he may as well have been. Well, that's, well, that's my point. I'm, I'm, that's, not, 
that's all that was. I mean, you know, I'm like, man, come on. Um, I've been a season ticket holder at the University of Alabama for 40 years, and I'm happy with the hire. And my expectations aren't um, any lower, but I understand it takes a man, you know, I've been in business. It takes you it takes you a year or two to get it right. It will be critical this year, absolutely. But I think people like me, I played a little ball. I watched a, little, I watched a lot of ball. Um, you know, we'll see the signs. And we'll, people with knowledge will know. And uh, I think it's a good hire. I'm not disappointed. I think Mike Griffin's crazy, and I, I feel bad for him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I think I think ultimately uh, that uh, yeah, I mean, everybody who covers a beat gets a little bit carried away with wanting their team to do well. But I I don't I mean this I don't think Mike has ever gotten over that that SEC championship game when 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 uh, when Nick Saban made him cry. Anyway, I just uh, – I don't want to take a lot of your time. I, I, I enjoy your program. Have for – Thank you very much. I, 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 many, JT, many years. Good to hear from you. We, we head to the break. We uh, have had a busy first 35 and 40 minutes. More to come. A lot of guests on the other side. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And welcome back. Uh, we continue with more of your phone calls. And Jim is up next in Maine. Hello, Jim. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. I'd like to follow up with uh, Bubba's conversation because I think as a fan, that's all of uh, the big question we have, the anticipation with the season. Um and just wondering, in Tuscaloosa, are you hearing anything about Nick Saban and maybe still having a role in recruiting? Uh, I really don't think Nick Saban has a role in anything uh, anymore. And in spite of what everybody said a couple of weeks ago, he's moved on. And yeah, I'm not saying that he won't be called on, but all the, all the players that he committed or signed, most of them left the day he left. Uh, uh, I, I just don't think his sphere of influence is going to be that much as a former coach. Yeah, it sounds about right. And lastly, Paul, um, with spring football a month away, is there anything that you or the fans looking for, anything in particular with the team, with a new coach, a new staff, you know, something might be focused on? Yeah, Jim, I think ultimately when you have a new staff, you just want to see how it works. Uh, you know, how, how does 
How does Kalen DeBoer's offense mesh with what Alabama ha already has, meaning a starting quarterback who progressed significantly during the season and at the end of the year was one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC and the country? Thank you for the call. And Mike is up next in Georgia. Hello, Mike. Hey, Paul. Um, you know, I usually call in just kind of discussing specifics about, you know, kind of sports and things that are going on and, you know, that are, that are related to the game as opposed to all this opinion stuff going back and forth. And, um, but I'm, you know, listen to this stuff, you know, between Griffith and I don't know Griffith and I, you know, I don't know the stuff, but he's obviously got an opinion and you do. Um, you seemed a little rattled kind of by it, you know, kind of came across and you're the most, I love your show. It's one of the most professional, um, related shows, you know, with, with good stuff and, and listening to kind of folks and, and I get it. And then all of a sudden you get these guys calling them. I don't know, Jim and all, you know, your callings that just kind of want to say, okay, here, here's the problem. Here's what's bad with it. I think there's a lot of stuff going on, obviously in college football and with what's going on in Alabama and the kind of thing. But, but, you know, I, I, I just think it just got to stay level, you know, the, 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 the feedback back and forth, it's got to be like, you know what, I, I got an opinion, and and I'm not me from my standpoint going to sit here and voice an opinion. Obviously, I, I have one, but, I, you know, I, I love the game. I love the game of football. I love kind of what's going on. I love what, what you kind of give back to folks. But with this stuff going on for the last 30 minutes, um, it was just not what I think the show is all about. So I, so I just figured I'd just call in and throw my opinion and, and – uh, I appreciate everything you do. Mike, thank I you love very much. Uh, listen, number yeah. one, I appreciate your, uh, your your kind words about most of what usually goes on here. So thank you very, very much. And uh, I mean, we're all we're, we're simply reacting. That's all. And uh, let's continue. Bash is up next in Boulder. <laughs> Bash, brother Paul, thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Randy. Uh, happy Friday to you. Yeah, all this chaos with Mike Griffith's call to start the show off. I'm not even going to address that crazy man's comments. I will respect him and say thank you for fighting for our country and serving it. And that's all I'm going to say. Paul, I wanted to ask you yesterday, did you by chance catch the, uh, the women's basketball game between South Carolina and Tennessee? Uh, I had it on. Yeah, I sure did. Were you getting a little nervous there? I mean, your Tennessee Volunteers were almost uh, pulling off the upset of the century. You know something, Bash, as a Tennessee fan, I expect them to win. So I, uh, I wasn't surprised. They played very well, and then the game got away. But uh, they're playing the best team in the country, so you, you tend to expect that. Absolutely. I was getting a little nervous uh, watching that. I was like, are we actually about to watch South Carolina lose? And it will be against Paul Feinbaum's all mater. I was like, this could be the ultimate call for Friday. But unfortunately, the fourth quarter came, and they only scored nine points. But my uh, second question to you, Paul, is I assume tomorrow you're going to keep the momentum going with Auburn and pick them to beat the Kentucky Wildcats? Uh, that is correct. I gotta admit, after what I incorrectly picked a couple of days ago, it's without question the Auburn Tigers' home court is the scariest place yeah, to no, play in the entire uh, nation. I, mean, I, I think Kentucky, uh, you know, they were fortunate to have Ole Miss the other night. Thanks for the call. Bob in Fort Worth. Uh, hello, Bob. 
Yeah, afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon to you. Hey, I, I, call, I call, old, call old brother Mike Griffin hollering and scream. Sometimes I wonder if old Mike didn't get his feet caught in his risers and land on his head back in the day. Yeah, right. uh, I think all of those things happened, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, and Jim's called. Jim done a good job. Jim, good Jim, job. Jim, Jim came to everyone. Uh, Jim had a great call. Yeah, right up until the time he said, if money's a problem, they could raise as much as the boys in Texas. Jim, I hate to hurt your feelings, son. And I don't know how old Jim is. Don't care how old Jim is. But, Jim, I'll tell you, just like I told Legend, you could bankrupt the state of Louisiana and not be able to raise as much money as, as, as the boys in College Station or the boys in Austin. It ain't happening. So you, you, you Alabama folks need to get over that. But other than that, he, he done all right. I just thought I'd, I heard that, and I thought I'd throw my two cents worth in there. Well, you know, Bob, I agree with you. Uh, there's money, and then there's Texas money. That's right. There's, there's money, then there's real money. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sorry, Alabama can't. They, and I ain't saying they don't raise a lot of money and they, they don't do. have a hell of a ball team. But I, I, that's, you know, I keep hearing that out of these Alabama folks, and, and, and sorry to hurt your feelings, boys. You may have a better football team, but you don't have that kind of money. Well, we are eager to uh, see some of that money, Bob, uh, both in Austin and especially in College Station. Thank you for the call again. Uh, Griffith was on earlier. He said a couple of things. He said uh, the biggest game for Georgia is the one in Texas in October, not the Alabama game. And then he said with a straight face that he believes that Nick Saban will come back in two to three years to replace Kalen DeBoer. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.